Hello, and welcome to The Bum Diary. I'm Trent. And I'm Janelle. And we are coming to you live from... Argentina. Argentina. Yes. Things are getting kind of crazy in the world. I think not only just Argentina, but um, everywhere. Yeah, (laughs) things are getting fucking wild. Um, It's obviously Tuesday. We're a day behind. We should have launched a podcast yesterday, but it is just... It's pretty crazy time everywhere right now. Yeah, I think there's a lot going on for everybody, um, including ourselves, and we are transitioning into, uh, you know, we're at a new place, we're no longer in traveling, and we're trying to get settled back in, but it's kind of been difficult, not going to lie. Yeah, just because we don't have any idea what's going on anywhere. No. Uh, Things are moving so fast with the coronavirus. It's amazing because when we first started... Or when we recorded the podcast last week, um, we th- like none of this was going on. This yeah. whole coronavirus thing was not yet a pandemic. And uh, throughout the course of the week, everything has just exploded and things have gotten really chaotic and very intense and very serious. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. Yeah, we're going to start with that today. Um, and then we'll get into the fly fishing and all that. But the main thing is uh, Argentina's government. They're not very transparent. So things happen here, and nobody really knows what's going on. Correct. It's like... So, yeah. So, basically what happened... um, So, apparently, they had been closing the borders to foreigners, or not necessarily closing the borders, but if any foreigners were coming in, they had to quarantine themselves for 14 days. Obviously, as someone who is traveling abroad, if you're only here for 14 days, what's the sense of coming, quarantining yourself, blah, 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 blah. Uh, so it turns out there's a couple of really careless travelers from France that came and they've been hitchhiking for the past week. Uh, they did not self quarantine and they both were infected with coronavirus. The police found them yesterday and now we're thinking it's going to be a huge issue in Argentina moving forward. Yeah, it's already been a huge issue because, uh, the police are already been looking for all these tourists. There's been, like, a Facebook message from the government to everybody. If you see a tourist, you're supposed to call the police. Uh, we've been here for way longer than 14 days. We've been here for a month. So, technically, I mean, we are fine. Like, we are completely fine. We should be okay. But it, we hit a military checkpoint yesterday, and they were like, you have to go quarantine. So, I mean, it's just like nobody really knows what's going on. Right. And even when we tried to explain that we've been here for a month, um, they still, I don't think, I don't, th- I think the language barrier was an issue and I don't think she really understood what we were telling her. However, I don't think there's really an answer for what they're supposed to be doing as far yeah. as tourists go, but they were covered, you know, they had their face masks, they had their gloves. Yeah, like it was serious. And the bigger issue is they're closing all the rivers. Right. Like they are closing all the rivers of fishing right now, which is making it really difficult. It's making it difficult not only for us, but I know a lot of the lodges and the guides down here are no longer doing trips. And a lot of them have closed up shop for the rest of the season. Yeah, where we just came from traveling, they like shut the whole area of that country down. And there's no coronavirus really down here. There's only like 60 cases in Argentina and every single case in Argentina has been somebody who came back abroad, except for these two French people. So now everyone's kind of freaking out about that. Right. Because they obviously, hitchhiking, they hitchhiked, what, 12 hours down the coast? Yeah. Um, came into contact with, I'm sure, a lot of people. I don't know. Things like that just are irritating because it ruins it ruins everything for everybody else. Yeah. Like, being careless and, you know, not giving a shit yeah. about other people is what caused this whole virus yeah. thing in the first place. And the other big issue is, like, we saved up, like, two years to get here to go fishing. So it's kind of like... Like, there is no coronavirus right now. 
the government here is a very socialist controlling government. They kind of, a lot of people don't understand what the government does and why they do it. They now they're just shutting down all the rivers. And even all the guides are like, you know, we understand the American tourist isn't coming down here because of what's going on in America, but like we can still guide down here. We can still float the rivers. Now the government's telling us no. And all the guides I've been talking to have been like, we don't know anything, dude. They don't tell us anything. So there's like no transparency. Nobody knows why they're doing it, what they're doing it for. And like, it's just hurting everybody down here. Right. Which is actually surprising considering that they haven't shut down the restaurants or bars, but they're shutting down the river. Yeah. Which, which is crazy. Cause last night we went to one of the busiest restaurants in Bar Loche. Well, next to it. And there was like a line out the door and I was like, but people can't float the river. So it's just kind of, it, who knows what's going on right now? Yeah. Who knows what's going on? Like we said, it's it's kind of getting chaotic. Um, we've been stopped, and it sounds like they're really cracking down and trying to find tourists and implement whatever they're trying to implement. Yeah. We don't even know. The big thing right now is um, is uh, if we're going to fly back to America early. Right. Um, that's a whole other topic of discussion is now we're getting into, okay, do we have to fly back early? Not only because they're shutting the rivers down, but all of this, all of these travel bans that are happening all over the place, and the borders shut. Bo- Excuse me, borders being shut down. Um, which I don't. I think America will be able to get back into America, one hundred percent. Yeah, that's I'm not, not the issue. The but. issue is when you fly into Miami. So Italy is the hardest hit area in the world, but Miami Airport is still allowing seventeen flights a week from Italy, even though the borders are closed and there's no flights from Europe. There's still flights from Europe for European citizens, green card holders, and like special people. So they're getting seventeen flights from Italy today into Miami, and the only place that we can fly into the country is Miami. So it's like, do we risk going into the hotbed of Miami and guaranteeing ourselves, like probably getting coronavirus, or do we just stay down here and keep riding it out? Right. It's like, and everything is canceling up north. I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. It's kind of a lose-lose in every situation. There's not really a right answer right now. Um, Trent and I have been talking about it every single day. We are going to talk to our airline today just to see what our options are in case. Because the airline here is owned by the government. So everything in this country is owned by the government, damn near. The airline company is owned by the government. The food stores are owned by the government. The gas stations are owned by the government. So they'll change policy right, very quickly and right. not tell anybody. Like, There's no... There's just, it's just whatever the president says at this point and people will start rioting. It's just, it's Argentina, man. Right. It's Argentina. It's a crazy place down here. Yes. It's safe. Like there's not, there's not, no, there's no coronavirus here. The country is just trying to be really proactive. Right. So. Because this country cannot afford a crisis. Their economy is like already 50% unemployment. I mean, this country is shit right now. They cannot afford, they cannot afford a crisis. I think they understand that and that's why they're taking such crazy precautions. It, for good reason, though. Good I feel reason. like I feel like it's also good for them to take these precautions because everywhere else already has, and they can get ahead of the game at this point. Because, like Trent said, there's not that many cases down here yet. But the problem is, like, they're trying to punish their people. Like down here, they shut down all the national parks and everything in Patagonia. There's nothing down here in Patagonia, but they're shutting everything down. But then they're allowing like these French tourists to fly in and go. Okay, you need to go self quarantine, and then five days later, they're found. 10 hours away from Bariloche or Buena Vera is hitchhiking on the road. Yeah. Coughing with the coronavirus. It's like, okay, you're so worried about the national park and so far, you know, it's like, but you're not, it's just funny. They say, all these countries keep saying like, well, we're going to close the borders. And then they allow all these flights in and go, oh, you need a quarantine. And then like nobody like checks up on them. Right. But then like, we're the ones that get repercussions because we've already been here for a month. Yeah. You know? So it's just kind of like, it's just crazy what's going on. It is crazy. It is crazy, and it's even crazier back home in the U.S. I mean, the schools and restaurants and bars are already shut down. Obviously, all the travel restrictions, the 
like the grocery stores are empty pretty much. We're lucky down here that it hasn't got to that extreme, but I think it's starting to it's kind starting of, to get there. They're starting to post photos of mm-hmm. no groceries. We've already stocked up enough groceries. I mean, we'll be good. Right. We, we, we would be good for two weeks. Uh, there's a town up north that we can get a nice cabin on a river that's filled with fish. So, I mean, we would be fine. Uh, we just got to decide what we want to do next. Right. So that's, that's on the agenda for this week to figure out kind of what our next move is. Um, lucky for us, we're staying in a really nice cabana or Airbnb. Uh, our hosts are wonderful and are making it really easy and convenient for us because obviously I feel like with foreigners coming into the country, people are starting to get kind of scared. Like we've had, yeah. we've had jokes tossed around left and right about us being Americans and like, People like hold their hands up, like, oh, stay away, you know. Yeah, but- it's funny because like a week ago, like people like would get on their knees and be like, oh my god, thank you, Americans, for coming with your dollar. And me and Janelle, like, we ball out every night, like on dinner because dinner only costs like twenty bucks. So like, we'll go get a bottle of wine, as many beers as we want, two entrees, dessert. Like, then we tip twenty percent. Like, we tip the gas station people. Like, a week ago, people were like, oh my god. We love Americans. Thank you so much. And now today, people are like, oh, my God, stay the fuck away from me. It's just kind of like, it's crazy. And then, like, you got to carry your passport everywhere and explain to everybody, like, we've been here for a month, dude. We are we are not the problem. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So. But, but who can, I mean, who can blame them, too, at the same time? Yeah, it's frustrating, but they don't know. They don't know. Like, for example, those French people, they were just being frivolous and careless and yeah. exposing other people. But, uh, yeah, no, we've... We've definitely felt that. Yeah, but change. even in Trevelin, we we bumped into two French people that had they had a baby. They'd only been in the country a couple of days. They were at the river, put in where we were at, and the little kid was running around the car. And I, I wanted to like tell him like get away from us. You know what I mean? Like you guys are supposed to be quarantined. You're not quarantined. Your baby's running around sniffling with shit coming out of its nose. I was like, just the way people do not care is crazy. Right. It's crazy. I know that you're not going to get sick and die because you're young, but it's crazy. This young couple with their kid. They're like, oh yeah, we just flew into the country. Blah, blah, blah. We've been here a couple of days. Now we're at the river put in where you're putting your boat in. And I was like, get the fuck away from us. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not trying to be rude, but your baby's running around in our car. You know, it's just get, get away from us as far as you can. We don't want to talk to you. We don't give a, we don't care about you. My God. You just, people don't take this shit serious. So. Right. It's crazy. Right. And that's the biggest issue I feel like right now is that people aren't taking this as seriously as they should be. Um, there's a reason that everything is happening the way it is. And. I think it's important not to stop your life, but ultimately to like, like I know the term social distancing has been used. I really feel like that is important. Like that's not something that should be taken lightly. Um, I don't know. I just think even though you're, yeah, like Trent said, you may be young and you, even if you are infected, it won't affect you as much. But like, I know this has been posted everywhere, but just like your grandparents and your family members and other people in your life uh, have been affected. And yeah events have been being canceled like this isn't yeah. this isn't something to mess around with but the only way it's gonna it's gonna slow down is if people do take this seriously but i i don't know it's yeah. just crazy it's crazy yeah it's crazy i know people are gonna be like well then why are you guys flying back to america and stuff it's like we don't want to get slammed down here so it's kind of like we I mean we have to go back and travel to get home but once we get home i mean we're gonna quarantine hard right now, i'm not even gonna see my nephew and nieces like right. i'm not gonna see my sister i'm not gonna see anybody because like i'm just gonna go straight home quarantine for 14 days and probably just stay put till this shit blows over yeah so which hopefully is sooner than later um but hang on there. We're hanging in there, trying to stay hopeful and optimistic and hoping this blows over sooner than later. Because uh, honestly, who who at this point knows? It's kind of a scary time. Yeah. But yeah, I guess we can we can start talking about something different because everybody right, kind of knows it. all this. Yeah. All that's this just stuff. that's just our that's just our 
situation down here. Right, right. now, uh, the weekly roundup, let's get into uh, what we normally do, weekly roundup. Yep. So we left off starting a new week in our cabin in Trevlin. Um, obviously, everything escalated very quickly, but either way. We like, stayed there for seven days. We stayed there for seven days. So we stayed there for a full week. Which we've never done. We stayed in one area for seven days. It was very, very nice to have like a base operations. Right. And uh, very, very cute little town. Very like there's a lot of great restaurants, a lot of great places to uh, explore, and a beautiful river. So. Yeah, Trevlin's like one of my favorite places I've seen in Argentina. Oh, definitely. Like if if I had to stay down here and ride out the storm, I would have never left Trevlin. No. If I would have known what was coming, I probably would have stayed in Trevlin even longer. Like Trevlin's like the perfect little mountain town right on the Chile border. It is so remote, but it's got everything you need. So. So yeah, um, so we were there for the week. Uh, there were a couple days where it was rainy, so we kind of had to hunker down and just wait out the rain because it was freezing cold, super Patagonian winds were happening. Yeah, this crazy cold front came through. We got on the river three days out of seven. Uh, two of the days were shit rain. Uh, <laughs> one of the days, there was, this, there was this campground we had to go to every single day to get on the river, and this kid was so unreliable. Oh, my God. So unreliable. So essentially, what happened was we would we would talk to the kid and be like, "Yo, are you going to be here tomorrow morning?" Because wh- the hardest thing about being down here is finding a shuttle for your boat. Um, and this kid would be like, "Oh yeah, hey yeah, I'll be here in the morning. I'll see you guys then." And then we'd get there in the morning, and his gate would be locked up, and yeah. there would be nowhere to be found. And the thing with Argentina again, guys, this is a. And I'm not like, I'm not like. I don't want to people think I'm getting politics here, but just like the way that the government is here, there's no like they don't really care about like in terms of like people and people's rights for like the environment. Like these rivers are impossible to access all the time, all the time, all the time. And to get a boat on a river and float a river is impossible because the lodges here and like the rich people that can kind of get in cahoots with the local people and they can kind of shut down a whole river just for rich paying people. And like that's the way they let they, they like the government doesn't. I mean, there's no there's not even a government that even wants to like. It's just really hard to. It's hard to understand in Argentina. It's just it's so hard to understand. It's been it's been a challenge, definitely. Yeah, um, like these rivers are shut down. They're shut down to people. But we found one campground that would let us in there. But then he was never there. It was just so difficult every day. Like going to the campground, driving an hour to the campground to find out that he wasn't there. Then we would sit there for three to four hours, and he would never show up. It was just horrible. It was, yeah, it was definitely, definitely a struggle and definitely frustrating. Um, but the three days that we did get on the river, they were great. Uh, we, we only floated one really long six to seven hour float, uh, full day. Uh, and that was awesome. But that's so. the thing about these rivers though, when you get on them and you can float them, it is, it is, it is wild. It's awesome. It's wild. But you have to find the right people. Yeah. It's easier up north. <laughs> I shouldn't say that. So this area that we were at, it was really, really hard. There's a lot of lodges there that locked down the river. Now up north where we're at now in Barloche, the rivers are easy to access, but now they're all shut down. <laughs> so, I mean, it's not like we're talking like crap about all the areas. It was just this area in particular, they make it very, 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 very difficult for you to access the river. Right. Right. So that, yeah, that definitely was the hardest part of the week, I would say. It's like finding a good day and hoping and hoping that these people are reliable. But obviously, we learned the hard way. And there were some days where we literally waited for hours. Yeah. Hoping that we could get on the river. But we did three good days of fishing. So yeah, for sure. Can't beat that. Can't beat that. And then on our two days off, actually, we had, we had 
a decent time, I would say. I feel like I feel like the nice thing about this little town is, like I said, the food. I, I'm a big foodie, so uh, there's a lot of really great restaurants in town with delicious, amazing home cooked food, um, which is always a plus. And then also, Eskel is right there, and we went to Eskel for for the day and Trent got his chocolates. Yep, and we got to the national park like the day before it closed down. That is true. We didn't so get to see we, the national park. We went into the national park. We saw the big glaciers. We saw some awesome rivers that we could have fished before it got shut down. Uh, and we're like, we literally the next day they were like, we're shutting down all the national parks. Right, but Argentina is beautiful. I just want people to know, like the rivers are so crystal clear and it's so amazing. It's, it's like just... weird fishing. Like when we floated, it was like the best sight fishing I've ever seen. Oh. Absolutely. Like, you would cast your fly, and there was no reason to cast your fly unless you saw a fish. And But when you saw a fish, you saw, like, 30 of them. Really, though? Huge fish. Huge fish. Yeah. Just swimming around. And the thing is, you could see 50 feet down. Like, literally 50 feet yeah. down. So you would be, like, casting your dry fly, and you just wait, you wait, you wait. And then you get up by a willow, and you would see, like, 10 fish all over <laughs> 20 inches holding behind a willow. And you would just try to cast. And they come up, they look at the fly, someone would take it, someone would... You change your flies all day. I mean, it was some badass fishing. That was badass, badass fishing. fishing. But we yeah. had to wait for the wind to go down. It was so windy because you're so close to Chile and you're so close to the Pacific Ocean and traveling that the wind and all the and the rivers here in Argentina they were draining where we were at. They were draining the Pacific Ocean, so the wind was coming up from the Pacific. Here on the other side now, the wind is going downriver. So I don't mind a strong wind downriver, but when you're trying to go into the wind on a river in a raft, that's just brutal day. It is brutal, brutal day. Yeah. I know. I don't know how Trent. I don't know how you did that. That was a brutal day. Like, I, I'm still I was, recovering from that row. Yeah. So. No, seriously though. I mean, my arm and my arm was sore from casting all day. I can't imagine rowing all day against the wind. Yeah. But um. But no. So, anyways, that's pretty much our roundup. At least that's what I have right now. Yep. I got seven days in traveling, three days of good fishing, two days of rain, a great cabano, except for the dogs. Oh my god, I forgot. I like blacked that you out. You gotta tell everyone how the dogs are in Argentina. Okay, so one thing that, if I could take anything away from this trip and say like the most unique thing about Argentina, I would say that dogs just run rampant here. I'm not joking. Like, they, none of them are on leashes. They do whatever they please. They, like Trent said, they like know how to use the sidewalks. It's weird. But, um, no, so there are just dogs everywhere yeah. running around. Well, while we were in Traveling, there was a full moon. And I'm not Hundreds kidding. of dogs. I'm Hundreds not, yes. of dogs, guys. Hundreds of dogs. Hundreds Every of dogs. Every block. Dogs, like, dogs. And they're not wild dogs. No. They all have homes. They all have people. They all have collars. It's like, not they're, like wild animals. They're, they're all well-behaved. They come up and lick you and They're all friendly. You. They're all friendly. But there's just dogs everywhere. Everywhere. Not on leash. Oh, dogs my God. Dogs everywhere. So, I don't know what this was, but on the full moon, Trent and I were trying to sleep, and I, I'm not joking, you guys, there had to have been a pack of dogs, like, probably 50 dogs, that were just barking and howling throughout the whole entire night. Like, I know you see that in, like, cartoons and stuff, like, they're howling at the full moon. No, that's real. That's real. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's a reason why they put those in the script, because... Like, all these dogs got together, I've, and the, the cabano, oh my, oh, my God, it was just so many dogs. I mean, all goddamn night. I've never heard dogs like that. I don't think I've ever been so frustrated with a dog. Every night. With dogs. Dogs. Like, I, I, I could not sleep. That was the one and only night that I was, like, I cannot sleep. But every single night, they were out there barking and howling. Yeah. Um, So, that sucked. I forgot about that. Yep. Got, like, two hours of sleep. Two hours of sleep. Yeah. All right. Uh, this is going to be a quick podcast just because we got to go to the airport. We got so much shit to do. Uh, let's move on. Highs and lows. Highs, full day float. 
was that's my what, That's what I wrote down, the yep. fishing. Yep. I'm not kidding you guys. Like, we were sight fishing to huge fish from a raft all day long. It was awesome. All day long. And they were slurping dry. All day long. Right. I mean, it was some It was some fantastic fishing. No, it was great. Some fantastic fishing. For sure. Uh, what's the lows? Lows. Obviously, I wrote down the obvious coronavirus um, and the effects that it's having on everything and everyone around us. That is, like, the biggest low, I would say. Because, yep. like I said, it's also, like, affecting not only us, but people we love. And then the other low. I don't know. I don't know. That's... Yeah. I guess I guess like the rivers being shut down. Yeah, my big my but, big but low. So it's like coronavirus. Yeah, my big low is the lack of transparency from the government. I mean, we had a military checkpoint yesterday, and they saw we were Americans. They told us to go quarantine. We said, "Well, we've been here past fourteen days," and they're like, "Well, we don't know. We don't know. Just go." <laughs> and then now all the river guides are like, "We don't know. We don't know. Nobody tells us anything. They just pass laws and tell us, and they don't give us any reason. They don't tell us how many days. They don't tell us what the when it's going to come back. They don't tell us anything. We just don't know. Yeah. And the lack of transparency down here is crazy. That includes the airline. Like, the airline does not care. They set up a hotline for text messaging. Did not get back to anybody. You know? They just send you out an email. They just change shit. They don't give you any warning. And then they don't tell you what you can do. It's just too, too bad. You know, it's just the way it is down here. Right. So we're trying to figure out... I mean, we can get home no matter what. We're not saying that. Like, we're American citizens. That's the best thing about being an American citizen is America will take care of you. Right. You know, I people can hate us for that, but the U.S. will always take care of their citizens abroad. So, for not sure. too worried about that. I'm not too worried about getting home. I'm worried about flying into Miami. Right. Is what I'm worried about. Yeah. All right, what's your lesson of the week? Lesson of the week. Uh, I wrote down, be prepared for the worst. I feel like this is a lesson for everybody, especially during this time, because I feel like a lot of people are unprepared for situations like this. Um, luckily, Trent and I, Trent has been talking about this since this whole thing started. He, uh, like, literally, since the whole thing even yeah, started, I was began in China. He, he knew something was going to happen. He, no, nobody knew, though. That it would be Nobody this knew big. that it was going to get this bad, but um, I, I watched this conspiracy website, and this conspiracy website literally in November said there's some weird illness going around this area of central China, and people are kind of wondering why people are getting so sick. And that was like, that headline was like weeks before even anybody even knew the word coronavirus. It was just this tabloid conspiracy. Oh, there's just a weird sickness going around central China. Blah, blah, blah. Here's some crazy, crazy uh, social media videos of people dying on the streets and shit. And I don't know. You kind of chalked it up to like, it might just be fake news, right. tabloid stuff, because this website's got a lot of that. And then like three weeks later, I was crazy. And that was like, this is, this is going to be serious. And now, like, even coming down here, we didn't think that it was going to be what it now has become. Yeah, I didn't think it was going to be that serious. No. You know? No, I don't think anybody really did, but I think this is a lesson for everybody, like, be prepared, be ready, um, because obviously, like, the grocery stores show how unprepared people really are, and even, like, saving money, like, Trent and I, obviously, when we first met each other, we, neither of us had, like, money saved or set aside, but since we've been together, we've been, we made that a priority in our lives to have, like, an emergency fund for moments like this. Yeah. Um, because... Obviously, yeah, with, like, the bars and restaurants and other businesses being shut down for the time being, uh, that puts a damper on a lot of people's lives. And it, it's, it, like, hurts my heart to see how many people are being, like, truly, truly affected. And I know, I know a lot of this, like, I don't know. I'm not saying everybody has the means to save a ton of money in, ca in cases like this, but, um, 
But this just made me realize how important it is. If you can save, you should. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't know. That's my lesson of the week. Yeah, just be prepared for the worst and hope, well, for, the, and hope yeah. for the best. Hopefully people will get better. It's kind of funny because my lesson of the week is like everyone always makes fun of you for being, being like a, not believing in banks, hoarding cash, hoarding guns, and hoarding food, dry food. Everyone kind of makes fun of you until right now. Now everyone's like, oh, fuck. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's kind of, it's just kind of funny how that, how that happens. So, but yeah, I mean, what can we all do? We go and all just kind of hang in there and, um, yeah. and take this seriously. Really yeah. take, you it take it seriously. Um, our to do for next week, our get shit done list for next week. I mean, at this point we're going to go to the airport. We got to figure out what the fuck we're going to do. Do we risk flying into Miami and risk pretty much just saying we're going to get coronavirus in Miami because of everyone coming back from Italy? Or do we try to wait it out here and hope that it doesn't get even worse down Argentina and something even worse can happen logistically? That's going to be our big thing to figure out this week. Right. So that's on our GSDO. Um, figure out our next move. And yeah, that's really all I have to say. All I have to say today, unfortunately. Alrighty. Yeah, me too. Sorry, guys. It's short, but it, shit's getting crazy. It is getting crazy. So we really don't have time to talk for like an hour. We got to get going, right? Uh, and figure out our shit. Just our mental energy right now to even get on the podcast is just kind of, it's just kind of what it is right now. Right. So. Yep. You guys can probably hear it in our voice. Uh, yeah. All right, guys. Well, we'll talk to you guys later. We'll talk to you later. Um, stay safe out there. Stay healthy. Uh, take this seriously. And, uh, yeah, you guys will hear from us next week, Monday. Alrighty. Not sure where we'll be, but yeah. you'll hear from us. Who knows where we'll be. All, All right. right. Bye-bye. Bye.